This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. It's Fun Friday. My name is Jeff Sandu. Is it better to give or to receive? Culture Pop's Matt Armitage believes that the best scenario is for you to give and him to receive. Anything else apparently is a complete waste of his time, <laughs> which means that his picks for Xmas are probably going to be a little bit more than his own personal shopping list. I hate to say this, but it's Christmas, Matt's plane. Matt, it's a little too early for your Christmas list, isn't it? Well, it is, but we'll be off air next week. Ah, so, you yeah. know, I'm getting in with a head start. Um, and now, just to put you all in the festive mood. <laughs> yep, I'm feeling really <laughs> jolly after that one. Um, no, now is actually a pretty good time to be mm. thinking about Christmas gifts and the end of the year because today is Black Friday. Yeah. So as long as the sites don't crash, it's a good time to buy. And if you're ordering online, especially from overseas, you've still got plenty of time to get the shipping in. Mm-hmm. But I would say make sure you check those shipping costs. Uh, some sites will offer knockdown prices and sting you for expensive shipping at checkout, especially for international items. While others are offering special shipping deals, including free overseas shipping mm. on items bought in the year-end period. So really do check because it can make a huge difference to the end price. Yeah, and you've also got something to say about Christmas cookies as well. Yeah, not this, uh, uh, the kind that makes Santa fat, but the uh, kind that helps sites to price dynamically. Ah, It's worth checking prices on the same site from a couple of different machines. Yeah. One that has all your normal browsing trail and logins and another where the cache has been cleared and you're using incognito or private mode. That way you can see if you're being goosed up on the prices. But what about those price comparison sites? There are a lot of sites that help you find the the cheapest deals online and it's worth checking those too. But do your own checking as well because some of these sites are less scrupulous than others are and they may actually have a financial link with the site. So you may not be getting the truly cheapest price. And also, again, watch those shipping charges. Um, Mm. It does slow you down, but take your purchases all the way to that final checkout to make sure that all the (laughs) add-on charges have been been put in. Uh, And if you're bulk buying from online sites, remember it may tip you over into the realm where you have to pay Malaysian import duties, and that can hike your prices up by another 5 to 10%, and you'll be hit for Mm. processing fees for that as well. Uh, It's not an endorsement of the company, but I usually stick to sites like Amazon simply because they calculate the import duty for you at the checkout, and they don't charge you additional customs processing fees. So it saves you the headache of uh, of doing the paperwork, it saves you the delays, and they also have different levels of shipping, so it lets you get the goods by the date that you need it. No, it's really not getting any better with age, that clip, is it? It's just getting worse. So let's get on with the gifts then. Okay, so where should we start? Do you want to go with uh, high or low or him or her or for the kids? (laughs) Or maybe we should just play the uh, ho, ho, ho again. No, no, we're not doing that. So let's rock through all the obvious ones. What if you or a family member needs a new laptop? I think... You know, I'm going to be saying a lot of the, the, the same stuff over and over here in that a lot of the manufacturers have got mm. really, really great products. Yeah. So it's 
you know, it's getting harder to buy bad products. Yeah. Um, mm. So the most important thing, as with any device, is your budget. Um, like I said, most of the manufacturers are making really good machines. So it's all about checking those boxes. Yeah. Um, what screen size do you want? You know, some people are fine with a, an ultra compact with an 11-inch screen. Others want to max it up to 17 inches. Mm -hmm. You know, how portable is the machine going to be? Is weight really an issue? Make sure it's got as many ports oh, and yeah. outputs as you need. Uh, if it is going to be portable, you know, how much standby time are you going to get? Um, mm. It doesn't matter if it's going to be – doesn't matter so much if it's going to be plugged in on a desk most of the time. And also, what are you going to be using it for? Is it going to be used for surfing and work or is it going to be used for sort of more intensive things like video editing or intensive gaming? That way you can prioritize – your budget towards premium components like graphics cards, yeah. processors, and speakers, things that actually meet the requirements of the mm. device you need. If you had to recommend a specific machine? Probably not the answer that anyone expects from me. Uh. I would say uh, the Microsoft Surface laptop. <laughs> um, yes, firstly, yeah. because uh, you can... Spec them in funky but still tasteful colors. Yeah. I like the burgundy, mm. which surprises me because I'm not really a big fan of red. Mm. Uh, it has a 13 and a half, and a half inch touch screen. So you still get that tactile tablet type experience. But it's a full serious mm. laptop at the same time, which runs full fat windows. It's light. Uh, standby time is excellent. The build and the specification mm. are, you know, really, really good. It is expensive. They start at around a thousand US dollars, but you really need to up spec a little yeah. to eight gigabytes RAM and two hundred and fifty six gigabytes of storage before it's going to be really useful to you as a machine. But it should last you a good few years. Yeah. Um, you can also go for the uh, Dell XPS 13. Mm. That's another machine that's mm -hmm. been getting a lot of really good press this year. Yep. It's a bit more utilitarian and less lifestyle than the uh, than the Surface. And also, it's got a four and a half k starting price, so it's not a budget model, but it does have that Dell Edge in that you can come up with almost infinite mm. versions of the device. You can <laughs> upgrade, you can add things, you know, you can spec it exactly the way you want it. Mm. So that would be my, my next option. I actually really like the Surface and I was just recently watching a, a YouTube video and the hardware department in Microsoft and the reason why their, their products look really good is they've got engineers, specific engineers to work on very small details like the hinge. It took them a year just to perfect the hinge Which itself is and you're like, exactly wow. the, the way it, it should sees, be. I mean, yeah. that's, that's kind of the approach that Apple's taken, yeah. everything is, is thought through. Yeah. And it's nice that Microsoft is finally in mm. this game. We've mm. been wanting them to be in this yeah. game for, <laughs> for 15 years. So it's great yeah. that they're finally here. Mm. And, they, you know, as, as we've said, Apple is sagging a bit. Mm. So they're giving them a run it's about for time money. now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about tablets, Matt? Well, with tablets, in Malaysia at least, it's still yeah. a bit of a one-horse yeah. race. Yeah. Um, there are the, the, the Surface tablets, but <laughs> along with the various Android tablets, they're still not as convincing yeah. as Apple's iPad range. Mm, that's in, true. You know, in a world where, as we said, Apple is being attacked from all sides, the tablets really are still king. And they're still pretty much approaching something that, is mm. offering you value. It's it's one of the best priced items in their product range. Yeah. So, mm. you know, forget the pros unless you've had a big <laughs> year-end bonus and the mini is just nah. a bit too wee for most. Mm. Um, so whether it's for you or your partner or your kids, most people are going to be happy with the standard 9.7-inch nine, 9 yeah. iPad. 
Prices start at 1549 so it is pretty competitively priced. Most people are going to be happy with the Wi-Fi-only yeah. model as well because you can always tether it to your phone if yeah. you're out and about. I mean, the, the, the processor, it's, it's fast it's as fast, a whip. Yeah. yeah, it'll last around 10 hours unless you're messing around with, you know, a lot of processor-heavy <laughs> games. And Apple really does have the best apps ecosystem. Mm. And thanks to the app store's, you know, fairly stringent vetting, it doesn't get a lot of malware infected apps slipping through the net. Yep. In fact, most malware now targets Android devices. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's, you know, it's up to a nearly 50% yeah. or something. Yep. Microsoft is a distant second with mm. around 25% now. And Apple is like 2 to 3%, wow. you know. Yeah. Uh, if you're getting it for the kids, do watch out for those in-app purchases. Mm. Um, so check your privacy settings because those in-app purchases can very quickly add up to hundreds and even thousands oh, yep. of ringgit. Uh, for listeners outside Malaysia, you can also consider the Amazon <laughs> Fire tablets, um, especially if you're going to use them mainly for watching content. They're pretty well specced and the prices are incredible. Uh, they start at under $100. US you can't really use them so much in Malaysia unless you've got a dedicated VPN at home. Most of the Amazon content won't stream here. And even the apps, you can't download most of the apps unless you convince the device it's in one of Amazon's acceptable <laughs> locations. So yeah. hopefully that changes soon yeah. and we have access to these ultra cheap Really good quality tablets as well. Yeah. Uh, now, this will be interesting. What phone, Matt, would you recommend this Christmas? I hear an element of gloating <laughs> in your voice there. So... <laughs> There we go. That unpleasant blast should remind everyone who's in charge here. It's not called Jeff's Blained. This one really kind of puts me in a bind mm. because... I don't like Android. I, as a user experience, I think it's a long way from where it ought to be. At the same time, I can't recommend the iPhone 10 because, well, it's stupid. <laughs> um, we're calling the, the, the Surface Pro and the Dell XPS laptops expensive because oh, yeah. they start at 4.5K. Yeah. The iPhone costs more than that. It starts at 5K. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. Um, the iPhone 8 is a solid phone, but it's expensive given that it's basically a facelift of a model that's now two or three years old. It's basically non-existent now because the iPhone 10 is already out. Why would well, you want to buy a phone that's... <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think in terms of the phones that I'd recommend, I would have to say it's the Samsung Galaxy S8 wow. and... There's no point me talking about it. <laughs> Jeff, take it from here. Uh, well, I, I, I'm using the phone. I'm using the S8 Plus. It's a big screen on surprisingly a small device. And uh, that edge-to-edge -edge display, the camera's brilliant for me. Of course, it's not as good as the iPhone X. It's not as good as the Pixel 2. But it does the job for me. What do I use my camera for? Instagram, Facebook, and send a few photos to you know, a few people. Uh, it does everything seamlessly, plays games well. I'm happy with it. It's got a headphone jack. Ha! Huh? It's got a micro SD card <laughs> slot as well. So waterproof. Those are the only things I need on my phone. Precisely. Um, and, you know, we've joked before about Samsung Galaxy, but running oh, uh, yeah. an Apple OS. <laughs> you know, that would really be the perfect yeah. phone right mm. now. So anything else really is a compromise. But I think when you're talking about compromises, the mm. S8 is the best compromise you're going to find right now. But the S8 will still be an expensive option for many of our listeners, especially if you're talking about buying a handset for kids, Matt. So what's in the rest of the pack? 
Well, the, the Motorola, the Moto G5, uh-huh, is a great yeah. budget option. Yeah. Um, they're a little bit tricky to find, but mm. you know, if you shop around, you should be able to get one. The revamped Nokias are oh, yeah. pretty good. Right now, um, yeah. you know, they're, they're fairly high spec for mm. the, the price. But if we're talking about bang for your buck, it has to be, you know, Huawei, Oppo, <laughs> and the rest of the, the China Chinese now. bunch. Yeah. I mean, Huawei has yeah. teamed up with, with Leica, the world's highest end <laughs> camera maker, yep. for the optics on some of its phone. You know, if you care about photos, then that's a dream pairing. So mm. really, the, the Chinese brand phones are where you should be looking. All right. Uh, we're doing a Matt's planning episode about Christmas gifts. Basically, it's just Matt Armitage uh, shopping It's my shopping list, list. yes. Yeah. Um, they can be sent care of uh, <laughs> Matt at the North Pole. <laughs> and we'll stick with uh, somewhere along the lines of uh, phones. We'll move on to a more specific usage of a phone, which is camera. That will be next after this, BFM 89.9. Before Friday materializes, BFM. 89.9 And we're back and this is Matt's Plane Christmas which is basically actually it's just Christmas wish list here uh, we've talked about the S8 as your phone we've talked about the Microsoft Surface as a PC of your choice uh, let's talk about cameras Matt because um, we, we talked about smartphones earlier on and most of us use our smartphones for camera for taking a photo but what if I want a standalone camera here Matt? Well, I think, like you said, most people probably don't need one anymore. But yeah. a camera mm. gives you a, a lot of flexibility and options that the phone won't give you. Most of all, it gives you a much bigger lens and a better sensor. So the overall quality will be better. And it won't be so reliant on tweaking and post-processing, which a lot of the smartphones automatically do to get those images that you think are, mm. are quite nice. So again, cameras is a, a really crowded field. Uh, if you want to change lenses, there are loads of DSLR and mirrorless systems out there. But most of us are happy with a good compact. And really, there are few as good as Sony's RX100 ah, Mark V. Yeah. Yes. Now, both of us are RX100 yeah. fans. Uh, I'm still on a Mark III. You're still on, on a Mark III. Mark III as well. Yeah. Um, and that tells you how good this camera is because mm. there have been two versions come out and neither one of us has felt the need to, to upgrade. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> the frame is solid. The Zeiss lens is super crisp and it works really, really well in mm. low light conditions. And it transfers your snaps really easily yeah. to your phone or your tablet so you can upload to your favorite social media site um this is really the closest you'll get to the flexibility of a big dslr in that kind of pocket-sized form admittedly it's not cheap at uh, 4599 yeah. mm. but this range is so good that sony is still selling the mark ii the mark iii and the mark iv uh, and the mark ii starts at 2649 so you really yeah. can pick one of these up to suit your your budget. Mm. And even if you go for the Mark II, which is, you know, the, yeah, the version still, before ours, yeah. it's still fantastic. If, yeah. you, if you start with the three, which the price is, I think, around 3,000, three yeah, yeah. uh, just over three, it's fantastic. Yeah. You really won't no miss regrets. a lot of the, the, the functions on the five. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh, what if you're looking to change your TV this year? Well, you told me a story about... You going ah, yeah. and buying a TV with a, a friend last week. So I'm going to let you handle this one. Yeah, so last week, uh, me and my friend decided to just walk down to one of the, you know Malaysia's uh, KL shopping malls and we went through a bunch of electronic stores and there were just so many TVs on really good sale. Like, it's just not it's not a Black Friday sale. Eh? This is just an offer that they were giving you. Yeah. 
and you could just walk in and just pick, just name your pick. And it's the best way to go in is just set a price of what you're willing to spend. And then you work around it. Do you want a smart TV or a non-smart TV? Do you want 4K or, or, or you know, just want a 1080p? I managed to get uh, a deal with my friend, uh, not through any special negotiation skills here. We have none, by the way. We just walked in, saw the price. <laughs> Is that price for real? And all we did was uh, he got an LG uh, 4K smart TV for about 2,200 ringgit. That's and a 49-inch TV as I know. Well. The, the prices insane. are insane. <laughs> um, so probably the most important you can do, mm. um, like you said, you, you tick off your list, but most importantly, measure the space. Yes. Measure the space <laughs> from where your TV will be to where you're going to be sitting. You know, if I, if, if I knew about this, I would not have put a 60-inch TV in my really tiny room. <laughs> Because now the TV operates as a light. <laughs> yeah, precisely. And, and a really, really bright really one. Really bright yeah, light. Yeah. No, because if you get a TV that's too big, you know, it, oh, it can make you dizzy yeah. for starters and you won't enjoy it. I mean, my, my brother bought like a 70 or 80 inch one ages ago. And he had to completely reconfigure his living room. He had to switch it from <laughs> being a lot more across money. <laughs> to... No, completely, because he suddenly needed mm. literally about three or four meters mm. between yeah. the sofa and the, the TV. You couldn't, you couldn't watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So the bigger the TV, the further it will be from where you sit. So really, the thing you have to pay attention to is the audio, because you're going to mm. be a lot further from the TV. Mm. Uh, if you're going to be more than sort of two, two and a half meters from the TV, you might want to start, you know, pimping the sound. Yeah. Uh, Sonos has a bunch of great wireless streaming options that you can buy here in Malaysia, but they are pricey. Oh, it's better. Yes. <laughs> um, the Wharftail DX2 is a pretty affordable 5.1 system, which comprises of a subwoofer, and it comes with uh, five satellite speakers, and they all have treble and bass drivers in the units. So it's a, a really meaty-sounding uh, system. Mm. I've only seen UK prices for this, but yeah. they start at around £450, which is around 2500 ringgit, which for a, an audio package for your it's TV okay. is yeah. actually pretty good. Mm. Um, so that's that's a pretty good bet for a good quality audio, home audio setup. So let's all just stay at home then. Huh? <laughs> always my favorite option i mean it, it's not that i don't like to party it's just that the, the only person i like to party with is my cat king jafar um otherwise I, I find that the quality of the conversation does tend to drop a little bit um now we've mentioned those philips hue bulbs you know they're color programmable yes. and wirelessly controllable they're also massively expensive um ikea has oh. come up with its own version it's a line called trad free now <laughs> i i don't know how to say it no one knows how no to say knows. it yeah people think it's swedish but ikea names its products by getting dogs to jump into a pool of scrabble tiles and the letters they kick out are what the products end up being called um now trad free doesn't seem to have made it to the malaysian store yet but you could always get a friend overseas to send you some the basic kit consists of two bulbs mm -hmm. uh, a wireless gateway which is like a little hockey puck and a remote control and uh that starts at 80 US dollars, hey, which not is too bad. not too bad. Than yeah. the Philips and there are lots, there are all kinds of bulbs and sizes in the range. And the prices for the bulbs actually starts at $7. So once huh. you've got that, that, the that kit, beginner yeah. kit, mm. you can start adding piece ah. by piece. So I do hope IKEA brings these in soon mm. so we can all have the flexibility of affordable smart home lighting. Mm. Now, Matt, for a lot of people, Christmas is a time for indulgence and the New Year is a time for fitness. What's going to keep us fit this year, Matt? We've 
talked about a lot of wearables and <laughs> devices. Um, the idea of smart sho- shoes is not something that's new. Yeah. Nike has mm. been making trainers that you can fit a smart sensor into for years now. Under Armour, the new kid on oh. the athletics block, mm. is taking a slightly different tack. Under Armour has a slightly utilitarian image, but it's actually one of the most high-tech performance wear brands on the high street. Mm. And it really is giving the likes of Nike and Adidas a bit of a spanking (laughs) when it comes to fabrics with fast drying or cooling or thermal tech properties. Mm. They're also very upfront about the SPF protection of their clothing, something the other brands have been weirdly a bit slow to catch up on when you're talking about, you know, outdoor exercise equipment. Just tell us what the SPF rating is. It's it's easy. Um, And you can test how high-tech sportswear has become Mm. just by walking into any big brand uh, sports store and trying to find a 100% cotton T-shirt. You you can't do it. Um, (laughs) You know, they're all these high-tech space fabrics. So back to the the smart shoes, the uh, Under Armour Gemini 3 RE, that stands for Record Equipped. Um, These shoes have a smart sensor in each shoe, which measures the usual nonsense like steps and gates and and can Uh help you to improve your form it can also help you to choose the intensity of your next run so based on what it calls the jump test that helps to measure the level of fatigue in your your body and the you know the amount of springiness in your legs and your and your joints uh they're available for men and for women i can't find them on the under armor malaysia site so Mm. you may have to order online and prices overseas start at around 500 ringgit a pair. That's not too bad. Now, the next one is going to be a bit weird because it's like asking uh, your granddad about his favorite hip-hop acts. Matt, what's your tips for gaming? <laughs> well, <laughs> thankfully, this is a no-brainer even for me. Um, ah. Nintendo Switch, I ah, think, is yeah. the console to buy mm. for versatility mm. and mm. on-the-go fun. But for me, I think it's going to have to be the Nintendo Classic Mini S-N-E-S, yeah. the, the Super Nintendo, oh, yeah, which came that. out, I think, in August or September Somewhere this year. Somewhere around there, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, first, it looks great. It's uh, a scaled-down version of the, uh, of the SNES, a machine that you know, even I was oh. able to have fun with. Ah. You get two controllers in the box, yep. so you know, it's, it's fun <laughs> from the word go. Yeah. And it's priced at a super competitive 100 US dollars. Yeah. Um, although high demand seems to have brought out the gouging element on many sites, um, it seems to be floating closer to a 150 US dollars right now. So, you know, maybe wait until all the fuss has died down and mm. you can buy it a bit more cheaply. Um, why would you want this? Well, you get 21 classic games from the 1990s. You get Street Fighter 2, which is possibly the best game ever made, mm-hmm. uh, Super Mario Kart, Zelda, and Yoshi's Island. Uh, it's It's perfect for parents and kids especially because they've updated it slightly they've added modern touches like pause save and rewind so it will be accessible to a new generation of gamer as well Mm. we do need something for the kids though man robots not the killer ones (laughs) um but we need to get kids used to robots now because very soon their lives are going to be ruled by robots uh lego of course has loads of great robot building kits at all kinds of price points uh, this year, the Boost Creative Toolbox, which uh, allows you to make a programmable and talking robot called Verney. Mm. That seems to be the uh, the, the kind of popular option. Um, a company called Little Bits has a great R2-D2 
building kit. Um, and it comes with something they call Force Drive, which is really, really cool, whether you're a grown-up or a kid. <laughs> yes. um, it's a sensor that detects your hand. So it appears as though you're pushing it forward oh. with your hand without touching it. So it appears that you're using the Force. Wow. Force Drive. I'm buying it. <laughs> exactly. Um, and it's really well-priced. It's around 100 US dollars, which is way cheaper than a lot of the, mm. the Lego kits. And it's a lot cheaper than a lot of the robotics kits out That's there. True. Mm. And Little Bits really is a great company for kids it's got all sorts of kids uh, kits rather that allow your kids to build and program mm. all sorts of crazy devices not just uh, robots but to come up with their own inventions as well mm. and they've got stuff that meets you know every budget and perfect for your kids to be creative mm. what about those secret santa gifts you know what? We usually do a selection of these, mm, um, mm. but this kind of cheap gift usually means a novelty item <laughs> that the person will look at a couple of times and then throw in the bin. Mm -hmm. And we've been discussing the need to reduce e-waste quite a lot this year. So I would have to say don't buy that novelty item. Uh, if you can't buy something useful, then you know maybe make a donation on that person's oh, behalf. Yeah, it's not clever. very techy, I mm. know. Um, I'll get on my own soapbox. Um, I'd suggest something like MyCat, which is a local NGO that um, takes people out into the jungle to try and protect Malaysia's wildcat populations. Uh, better still, you can sign yourself and your colleagues up for one of their jungle walks for volunteers mm. where trained guides will take you along trails in places like Taman Negara and you'll actually look for signs of poachers camps and activity and you'll help them to log that information and pass it on to Pahilitan which will then go out and see if there's been any proper activity out there. Mm. Uh, you can find them at mycat.my. All right. Now, as always with all our Christmas uh, shows, we always end with one super bling item. Uh, what do you have, Matt, in store for the person who pretty much has everything already? Well, we've already said forget the iPhone with an X. Um, so I'm saying go for the Tesla Ooh. with an X. Um, <laughs> now, I know listeners are going to say, well, you can't buy them in, uh, in Malaysia. But if you're the uh, kind of person who can afford a luxury SUV there is a Christmas way. present, mm. exactly, you'll be able to find a way to get one into yep. the country. Mm -hmm. There's no point me even giving you a price because in the US, they're you know, just over 70,000 US dollars. Not what to mention the winting list. Well, yeah, exactly. And what it would cost to get one bought and shipped and licensed <laughs> to here is anyone's guess. So the question is then, why would you want one of these? Mm. Um, well, with the supplied supercharger, it recharges in about 90 minutes which is seriously fast yeah. for an electric car, and that gives you a range of about 300 kilometers. Wow. And the car is seriously fast, supercar fast. <laughs> you know, we're talking like three and a half, four seconds, not to 100 yeah. fast. <laughs> and that's in an SUV that seats yeah. up to mm -hmm. seven people. I mean, that's pretty amazing. And the seating, you can spec the options from five to seven with combinations of bench and captain chairs and all that kind of stuff. Maybe they should just pre-order the new Tesla Roadster or the Tesla semi-truck instead, you know, <laughs> since well, you pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah, just bulk <laughs> buy. The, the truck is fast enough package. as well, yeah. <laughs> so what's the real reason you want one, Matt? Because it has gull wing doors. Um, and... You know, you could do without the rest of it and oh, it yeah. would still be super cool because oh, it's an yeah. SUV with gullwing gull doors. doors yeah. There is an, uh, a Mercedes <laughs> that you can get with gullwing <laughs> doors, but that is seriously expensive yeah. and you really have to be a good driver to tame that beast. Oh, that yeah. really is mm. a, a wild machine. Mm. Uh, the Tesla is both mental and a great 
everyday car. Um, They've the, got a button that says ludicrous mood. Oh, it has ludicrous mode. <laughs> so it and, tells yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you can, you can take it easy or you can go crazy. Um, the doors themselves don't need much additional clearance. But if you are in one of those parking garages that has like quite a low ceiling, you can all get out of the car and you can park the car from the, the phone app with yeah. no one inside it. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a highway, it'll change lanes to overtake when you indicate. Now, I do realize that may not work in Malaysia <laughs> where other drivers will stop you changing lane if you indicate. Yeah. But, you know, it's a trial and error thing. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, at some point, we're all going to have to, to leap on the kind of electric vehicle wagon yeah. at some point because many, many countries are seriously considering banning fossil fuel-powered vehicles from the roads over the next decade or so. So Mm. that's my list for this year. Um, Whether you're buying for Christmas or indulging your Black Friday bent, happy shopping, one and all. You can take it easy or you can go crazy. That's what I took from your Christmas shopping list. Matt's plane (laughs) uh, Christmas edition. We'll be right back with uh, Geek Squawks after this. BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.